All right, and we are live. Hey everyone, this is Clay with ModernLove.Life. Today we are talking about respect in relationships. Uh, before we go ahead and get started, if you like what we're doing here on this channel, please give us a thumbs up. Please go ahead and subscribe to the channel. Um, and if you do, please also make sure that you hit that bell icon next to the subscribe button so that you get notifications when we go live like this so that you can participate, ask questions, uh, just make sure that you tune in if you want to. Um, and yeah, if you also want to learn more about how to have a great healthy relationship, please feel free to check out our book called Be Loved for Who You Are over at modernlove.life book. That's modernlove.life book. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about respect in relationships. And uh, this, this is an interesting topic because it's one of these subjective things where it's like, what is respect? What isn't respect? And these are things that, that, that live in a conversation between you and your partner. These are things that live in a dialogue that you have and in systems that you set up. And oftentimes we don't actually sync up these systems, these dialogues, these conversations that we're having with other people to the point where there's understanding between all of us. And instead we just go off of assumptions, like what does respect mean to me based off of how I was raised and how things worked in my family or how do, what does respect mean to you based off of how you were raised in your family and all of that stuff. And uh, this actually, um, you know, we were talking about the Be Love For Who You Are book and in that book I, I tell this story about how um, during a time when my wife Mika and I were living in Thailand, she got sick somehow. And, I mean, it wasn't anything serious, just like a cold or something like that. Um, and so she was feeling a little bit down. And in order to respect her, I decided to give her some space, uh, leave her alone, just let her you know, rest. And if she needs anything, she'll let me know. And then I can go get her something to eat or I'll get her some medicine or whatever it might be. But she found that disrespectful because to her, I should have been doting on her and constantly checking in on her and constantly hovering over her and uh, doing things to, to, to comfort her and to make her feel better. And in that respect, it was just a different idea of what respect meant. She thought it meant like constant attention. I thought it meant, okay, I'm gonna give you some space to rest and to recuperate and to feel better and you'll let me know if you need anything. And in, in that situation, she was under the impression that I was disrespecting her, whereas I was actually, in my opinion, respecting her a lot. And so it's just these different ideas about what respect means. And I remember like a long time ago, I was also listening to this Tony Robbins thing, Personal Power. And um, he talks about how, I think it was him and his wife, um, in, in how they grew up, if you wanted to respect somebody and you were upset, you would leave the room. I think that was his wife that said that. And then he was taught, if you want to respect somebody and you're upset, you sit down and you have a dialogue with them. And so there was, there was this friction sometimes between them because they had different ideas of respect. And so it's important to understand that, that there's no common one-size-fits-all idea for respect. And it lives constantly in a conversation and in an agreement that you have with your partner or with somebody else. And you want to get accustomed to communicating this to other people, especially if you believe that you're not being respected right now currently. You want to communicate it to the people that you 
don't believe are respecting you so that you can avoid situations where they believe that they are respecting you based off of their own belief systems and how they grew up and how they are experiencing life. Um, and so the, the two of you can get on the same page because if you want to be treated with respect and somebody thinks that they're treating you with respect but you're not taking it as respect, then that is uh, a, a situation where there's probably gonna be a lot of uh, <laughs> Uh, resentment and stuff like that and we don't necessarily want that especially if somebody isn't intentionally going out of their way to disrespect you and it's important to also notice or to take note that most decent people out there are not going to go out of their way to disrespect you I mean unless they're like a teenager who's just pushing back against society to see how much they can get away with before society starts pushing back against them or something like that. I mean, most decent people out there are probably going to try to treat you with some degree of respect, some degree of what they consider to be respect. And so you want to make sure that, that, that both of you are on the same page with what respect means to you, what respect means to them, and that you're actually in communication about this so that the two of you aren't having these crossed wires when it comes to things like what happened when my wife was sick or what happened, I guess, with Tony Robbins and his wife. Although I think he got divorced or something like that since then. I mean, it was like a really old recording. But anyway, that's not my business. That's him and his, uh, his wife's business. Um, so beyond that, um, there are maybe times when you are still not treated with respect, right? And so in situations like this, it can really help to lead by example. And what I mean by this is oftentimes when somebody is trying to tell us something, somebody's trying to communicate to us in some way or another, we may be so caught up in our own story, in our own head, that we don't actually listen to them. We don't actually sit with them in their emotion. We don't actually take their emotion in and impact us and empathetically connect with them on that emotional state. And when that happens, in a certain way, we're, we're not really respecting where they're at. And because of that, we might say, oh, well, that, that, that person's not respecting me because they're not meeting me where I'm at emotionally. But in a certain way, if you're not meeting them where they're at emotionally, then it can really lead to a sort of uncomfortable situation, right? And of course, in situations like this, the best way to lead is by example. The best way to lead is by example. Even if you think that you are like totally impeccable in whatever capacity you are in. Um, interestingly enough, this story also comes from the three months or so that my wife and I spent in Thailand. But um, I was under the impression that my wife was complaining too much. And so, uh, I was, you know, self-righteously on the internet searching for evidence of this and how complaining is terrible and all that stuff. And I stumbled across this book called A Complaint-Free World. I don't remember the name of the author, but, um, you know, if you Google it, you'll probably find it. It's a really famous book. It was like one of Oprah's book club books, I think. Um, and so I read this book. And it, it's honestly like one of the, one of the most life-changing books that I've experienced in recent years. And basically the premise is go 21 days without complaining. And if you do complain, then uh, you know, you're supposed to take this bracelet that you're supposed to wear on one wrist and move it to the other wrist. And then you start over at day one. Um, and then you just do it over and over and over again until you 
hopefully inevitably make it to 21 days. And I don't know, I guess the average person takes like uh, six months or something to do it. Uh, it took me four months the first time, although granted I was living in Asia where I wasn't really talking to too many people because most people couldn't really communicate very effectively with me. Um, but uh, it took me four months and I've, I've done it a s several times since then. And just by leading by example, just by taking my own urges to complain about various things and not doing that, I've actually been able to have a much more harmonious relationship with my wife. Um, and I've noticed that, you know, sure, she will complain sometimes as well too, but um, overall, just, just things are a whole lot smoother. And so when it comes to complaining or when it comes to respect, if you can lead by example and respect your partner's emotional state, respect where your partner is at emotionally, listen to them, um, don't try to change their emotional state. Don't try to say, oh, you should do this. You should be this way. You should not feel that way. You should be grateful of this or whatever. But instead, just take it in. Sit with them where they're at emotionally and be willing to accept them for when or for where they are at and how they are feeling. Um, if you are still experience some form of disrespect in a relationship, then that is where it comes time to enforce some boundaries. That's where you have to, number one, communicate that boundary to the other person. Let them know that you have some sort of boundary that they are trampling over because oftentimes they may just not know that they have crossed a boundary. And this just goes back to that whole communication thing, different ideas of things and all of that. And if you start by just communicating that you have a boundary to another person, that will probably fix most of the situations. If that still is not getting the job done, then they either may just be stuck in a habit and they're having a hard time breaking that habit or they're just intentionally going out of their way to disrespect you. At which point then you have to let them know what you're gonna do if they continue to cross over that boundary. Say, hey, you know, if you keep talking to me in this way, um, that's not a way that I like to be spoken to. So if you keep it up, I'm going to walk away or whatever it might be. And then of course, if they continue to do it, actually follow through, right? You have to actually follow through with this stuff. Otherwise you're setting a pattern for them to just not take you seriously in the future. And uh, that, might, that may involve walking away, that may involve ending a relationship, that may involve, uh, you know, doing whatever it is that you need to do, whatever it is that you feel comfortable doing um, in the first place. And this is um, also where self-love comes into play, where loving yourself, where actually respecting yourself, bringing it back to the topic of respect, comes into play, where you have to respect yourself enough to follow through. You have to love yourself enough to take yourself out of situations that are not healthy for you, not conducive of the kind of dynamic, the kind of connection, the kind of relationship that you want. And um, this can be difficult, this can be challenging. Uh, you know, like we've mentioned in a few other videos in the past, we have this belief, this widely held belief in our society and our culture that self-love is about indulgence and uh, bubble baths and chocolate and glasses of wine and all of these creature comforts. And it's not to say that that's not self-love, that's definitely one aspect of self-love, but self-love is also about making the hard choices and being willing to do things that are in your best interest, even though they may not be comfortable. And that may involve taking yourself out of a situation, taking yourself out of a relationship, taking yourself out of some sort of circumstance or scenario that's not meeting your needs. 
Okay, so once again, that is the topic of self-respect and uh, just respect in general in relationships. If you'd like to learn more about healthy relationships, you can check out our book, Be Loved for Who You Are, over at modernlove.life book. That is modernlove.life book. Uh, before we go into the questions, though, I just want to check and make sure that our audio levels are okay. I got a message from somebody over the weekend that said that they could not hear the audio on our videos since we started live streaming about two weeks ago. And um, I went back and I checked it, and the audio is a little bit quieter than normal, um, but it doesn't seem like unusually quiet where it's like I can't hear you or anything like that. Um, I, got a, I got a microphone that plugs into my phone, which is how I'm recording all of this, and um, I tested it out. It seems pretty good, but thought I'd ask you guys since you're a larger sample size than just me and my phone. Um, and I also wanted to let you know that I, I got some good feedback from Friday's video where I asked you guys if you liked this new format of videos where I do the live streaming instead of the pre-recorded videos and then their editing and then the uploading and then all of that stuff. And I think people really do like this live stream format. Um, you know, even if you're not able to watch the actual live live stream, people seem to like that, that it's more unscripted, more off the cuff, more uh, genuine, less less stiff and all of that because I mean I don't know like when when you have the ability to edit a video I think people will try to do it and that definitely applies to me and I think this also carries over to our communications with other people when it comes to texting for example you know you have the ability to sit there and stare at your phone for five ten minutes and think okay what's the right way to word this what's the coolest way to word this what's the right emoji to use and all of that stuff and in a in a face-to-face -face conversation, you obviously don't have like five minutes to just stare there vacantly into someone else's eyes while you're processing and thinking of the right thing to say. And so that's why one of the reasons why I consider face-to-face -face conversations to be one of the highest forms of connection and communication. Um, and that's why I often recommend people pursue that over texting, over emails or over uh, other forms of communication. Um, you know, I, I, I read a very interesting, fascinating book about this called Reclaiming Conversation by a woman named Sherry Turkle. You know, it's something you not really like a, a how-to book or anything like that, but it just talks about the effects of social media and texting and smartphones and all that stuff on our society's ability to connect and bond and have conversations with one another. And it's actually really fascinating and kind of sad at the same time. But if that's something you're interested in, you might want to check that out. Okay, so that being said, let's take a look at the comments section and see if we can answer a couple of um, questions before we move on. Um, let's see. People are just, uh, I'm reading at the beginning and people are just kind of like checking in here. Um, yeah, people are just, talking about things. I have to like scan through these to find good questions. Um, somebody is, Calvin is relating to what I said about the, the different opinions on um, respect. I guess a lot of people are having this issue or have had this experience rather. Uh, that's, that's really interesting. Um, Yep, a lot of people, it looks like people are just kind of talking back and forth with one another in the comments section. Um, all 
Audio sounds good. Audio sounds good. No problem. I love your videos. Very helpful. Uh, but what if they want even, oh, I guess won't. What if they won't even come near you uh, like you are the plague? Um, don't really understand the question, so can't really answer that. I mean, I don't have a context to put that in. Um, tired, tired of being treated like a dog or a toy. Should I go no contact? Well, if you, if somebody's treating you like, I guess, what you would consider to be a dog or a toy, um, again, talk with them about it. Let them know that whatever they're doing is not being perceived by you as respectful and let them know what you believe would be respectful. And then that way the two of you can at least get on the same page and sync up and say, okay, now I get where you're coming from and now I know not to interact with you in this way or whatever, right? Because it could just be a misunderstanding like what happened between me and my wife or what happened between, I guess, Tony Robbins and his ex-wife, maybe? I don't know. Um, so just talk that out. Just get it out there. Communicate with one another rather than relying on assumptions and presuppositions and all of that stuff. Um, and then if that's not working out, then you have to like really stop and ask yourself, like, hey, is this the kind of person that I want to pursue being in a relationship with? Do I want to be in a relationship with somebody who I believe treats me like a dog or treats me like a toy? And I would hope that you would not uh, want that. I would hope that you would love yourself enough to not put yourself in that sort of situation um, and that you would be willing to take yourself out of that situation if that is truly what's going on, which is where the whole boundaries thing and all the walking out if you need to comes in. So yeah, uh, let's see, I think we got one more question here. Um, she broke up with me back in August. I have talked and still, I have talked, oh, I guess we still sleep together. But when I say things to her about her tone of voice and choice of words, she tells me to shut the F up. Well, <laughs> that is a situation where, again, you want to let her know, hey, I don't appreciate being spoken to that way. Uh, please don't do that. And then if she continues to do it, let her say or tell her, hey, if you continue to do that, I will leave here. I will stop talking to you. I will whatever consequence you feel is appropriate. And uh, then if she still does it to you, then walk, walk. Because I promise you that you deserve better than that. You deserve better than somebody who will tell you to shut the F up. You deserve better than to uh, be surrounded by people who tell you to shut the F up, especially if you're just trying to have a reasonable, normal, average interaction like you know, maybe I'm having with you guys right now. Um, that's, you know, I mean, if you're like totally doing something goofy or crazy, then maybe that's one thing. But um, if you're just having a normal civilized interaction, then I mean, like, I would hope that you love yourself enough to know that you're worth more than that. So anyway, uh, this has been Clay. Once again, if you want to learn more about all of this healthy relationship stuff that I've been talking about lately, please head on over to modernlove.life slash book, modernlove.life slash book. You can find out about our book, Be Loved for Who You Are. Anyway, once again, this has been Clay, and um, I'm going to go ahead and end this live stream now. Uh, again, I don't want these to get too long because, believe it or not, people do actually complain to me when these live streams are, like, too long. So, um, 